G'day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to a, another episode of the Traders Chat. And I am back from holiday. You Now, before I go any further, a couple of things to say. If you're on YouTube watching this, please like, share, subscribe, pick up the link, poof, throw it to your mates in the different Discord groups and Telegram groups and Facebook groups, because we'd love to have more people involved, more questions, more interaction. Second to that, Drop any questions into the comment section, like, subscribe, and share away. If you're listening to the podcast, it does make a big difference if you can give us a rating. Yep, you just got to scroll down through, drop a rating, drop a comment if you would be so kind. We're approaching, I think, 2,000 episodes of this that I've been doing. And guess what? I've done it all without being paid a dime. If you want me to keep doing it, please, it would be very nice if you could support us by doing those minimal things of just spreading the word. So yes, back after a significant break with uh, with Reese and Lou. Welcome, bo- I was going to say welcome back, boys, but it's me who's welcome back. Welcome back, me, and hello to you. Yeah, big welcome back to you. Yeah, welcome back, mate. Yeah, and you look well. Yeah. I look different. I got a beard and I got blue blocker glasses. I don't need glasses. Wow. It's a big difference though, isn't it? Uh, It just makes my eyes not so sore because I've got a screen here, a screen here and a screen here and they fry. Oh, and the light there. So it does end up frying you. Um, Anyway, I'm waffling. What's going on in the markets, boys? Looks like you've increased your IQ by about 50 with those glasses. I look very distinguished. Mm, Thank you. I remember remember when, um, when I first started trading, like with, with Craig, and you said, I wish I'd had access to a dark mode screen and blue blocker glasses because I traded for such a long time in London with white yeah. burning my eyes. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, I'm, yeah, it's bad. You spend so much time staring at screens and intently, you know, you're like... <laughs> And they just start frying, you forget to blink. Yeah. So a, a yeah, good addition, yeah. blue block of glasses, you can get them from your local pharmacy. Go get it, traders. <laughs> Next question. Uh, how many fish did you catch? Oh, can't count them all. Um, had a pretty good, pretty good, pretty good harvest, actually. Mahi Mahi, Spanish mackerel, mangrove jack, trevally, able to include my partner Carly, able to include my kids, had a bloody cracker of a time camping. You know, with the kids and with Carly, um, getting out in the bush, up and down the coast, you know, all over the east coast of Australia. And um, that's what I want to do. Just keep living like that. But, you know, there's bills to pay. <laughs> <laughs> and look, more importantly, you know, I would be doing it out of the back of a big, I'd just go and buy a big Mercedes van or something and deck it out and just have, you know, my screens attached to the wall. But, you know, I've got, I've got two kids that I need to look after as well. So it's sort of not on the cards to just be a uh, trading nomad for me at this, at this uh, older, look at me, I did look older period in my life, but yeah, it was bloody good. I, I feel very refreshed and, um, you know, got my, got some routines in place, made some changes and uh, feeling good. Oh, awesome. good. Awesome. I think we, uh, I awesome. think we held down the fort pretty well while you're away. Uh, you missed a lot in the markets. Actually, we had a nice run with Bitcoin mm. and all of the alts would have been a good surprise to come back to yeah mate it was it, look i didn't look at charts so to speak i mean look i looked at bitcoin and ethereum every now and again just on my trading view app on my phone um just to sort of keep an eye on i kept an eye on my portfolio and just to see if there was anything that you know might have rocketed off and i needed to take profits sadly it didn't happen um but yeah really nice to see that um that kind of january run i suppose um sort of over two weeks, really, the majority of that move. Absolute. I mean, 54% from the low to the high. Nothing to be sneezed at. 
still looking a little bit shaky up there at the moment. I'd like to see it either continue on from here or have a decent pullback on the weekly. To uh, and then obviously I want to see it step up to a new mm-hmm. higher high on the weekly. But I don't know, man. Like the the question I've got for myself when I look at the market at the moment is, you know, those those people that do dollar cost average or that they did buy when Bitcoin and the alts were, you know, down around that sixteen thousand dollar mark, they're now sitting in some pretty solid profits. I wonder if the hangover of, um, you know, basically all of 2022, because there wasn't too much good news or goodness in 2022, uh, not too many opportunities for profit taking on the way up. Uh, I wonder if there's a number of people, and we'll probably see this on the chart in the coming days and weeks, but they're sort of going, ooh, well, I bought a bunch back down there, might take some of that profit, and then whether or not they put it back in or not. Mm. So it's depending on... Who's going to have learned their lessons potentially? Like it depends on the plans. Do they plan to take profits quick or do they plan to get a position for a long-term hold? Time will tell, but I'd like it if they held on to it so that the supply didn't all of a sudden, you know, outweigh the demand and we go back down. But you know, we're traders, so up down, as long as it's not sideways, we're good. Yeah, it seems like a lot of a lot of people threw in the towel after 2022. And uh we had a nice little run on Bitcoin and they sort of coming back out of the woodwork and jumping back in the community and was like, ooh, you know, crypto is still a thing. How are you guys going? And unfortunately, you know, we'd, we'd had some great running trades up to that point, so they'd missed a bit of a chunk. But, um, you know, we're still at really good prices for those people looking to dollar cost average and even trade if we do see some more upside momentum. Well, didn't you call like a 40 to 1? Yeah, on that gala trade. That was amazing. Oh, far out. That's like... I so, did, uh, for those that are wondering, like when I say forty to one, just just for the for the listener or viewer who's going, what what does that mean? Is it a forty x? Yeah, it's a forty x on the risk you put in. So if you risk a hundred bucks and you don't scale out, that's at forty to one on your risk. That's forty times your risk multiple. Meaning hundred bucks makes you four grand. Um, you know that's the way that we look at it as traders. We look at the multiple of risk and then the multiple of reward mm-hmm. is uh you know against one. So one is the risk and the number 40 is the size of the reward based on that risk. So absolute ripper of a trade, that one, mate. Well done. I, uh, I can't take all the credit. We actually chatted about it with one of Lou's live trading floors. I did too. So it was a team effort. A team Good. Effort. And, and, and in the community, they, they got to see all that and be involved? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the community have been killing it, actually. It's a few members really standing out, taking some fantastic trades which is really good to see. And now we're just entering that consolidation period, which we'll chat about in a minute. But um, yeah. Last week, uh, last year was a bit of a ruin thanks to FTX, but the FTX debtors have sent out a message to uh, recipients of donations that SBF and FTX had donated to uh, asking for that money back. Have you, uh, I think you read about this, Lou? I did. I read about this morning. When I, so we have a news channel in our Discord, in our free, in the free Discord area, and I decided to post this article in our news channel in our free discord area um and basically what the article said was it was a official release from the ftx debtors and the guy that's the ceo of ftx this guy named john ray he's like he's basically the complete opposite of of spf he's responsible (laughs) <laughs> he's not just responsible. He has he has a lot of experience in these sort of type of things. He actually was the CEO of Chevron when it went into liquidation and he paid out all the creditors. And so now he's going after, he's like a bulldog, this guy. Mm. And he's now, um, and and kudos to him as well, he's set up, the FTX official has set up a, 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 a tip line 
I guess. And so if you've received any donations from FTX in the past, you can call the tip line and voluntarily surrender the money back over. If you don't do that, however, John Ray has decided to get a court order from the US courts, basically court ordering anyone that received any donations to return the money back to FTX. Okay, okay. So let's just break this down for a second. He's saying, so, so good old John Ray. Good on you, Johnny. We love you. Um, Johnny's gone out there and said, right, okay, politicians of the world, of mostly the US, but of the politicians of the world, we are going to try and claw back the money that we gave you in donation. And we know that politicians are the most honest, you know, high moral compass, uncorruptible people on the planet, and they're definitely going to do the right thing and give the money back to the people for which they govern, right? That's what's going to happen. Every bit, well, every cent's coming back. That, that's correct. And that was said a couple of months ago. It said, well, SBF was the second highest donor, political yeah. uh, donor in the United States, um, specifically to the Democratic Party. And there's like, well, the, the moral responsible thing would be for these people to return these donations. Like we're talking... We're talking like the second largest donor in the United States. Yeah. I think it was like 40 That's, million to the Democrats, wasn't it? Something like that? It is something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just behind George Soros. George Soros. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so, so, so please. So this announcement was made. And then Johnny goes, and then Johnny goes, okay, so please, politicians, you're really good people. Do the morally right thing by your citizens and return the money. And, and the politicians, well, what the politicians then said was, mm, uh, SBF, we don't actually think he's guilty and we uh-huh. don't think he should, we, you know, he can, let's give him the grace of turning up to a court hearing. And then he got imprisoned in the Bahamas. And then now, now, now Johnny's gone, voluntarily return that money. It's all, all good. Voluntarily return or or do something. <laughs> They're basically saying do something, like yeah. do something with these donations. But while you're probably not doing anything, I'm getting a court order to force you to to give to give a lot of that back. Good. That's because- basically what that article says. I mean, if there's one thing that we've learned about politicians, especially in the last sort of three or four years, is that it's almost like the tail wagging the dog. Uh, mm. The politicians, the dog, who tail someone else, and uh, it, it, you know, I, I can only speak for a lot of the stuff that happens here in Australia. The the tail uh, tends to be the mining corporations, and the dog does what the dog, what the tail tells it to do. So good on you, Johnny. Get after him, bulldog. Go go get that money back. I wonder where my money went. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder. Maybe I, I leave the party. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> who knows who's got it, mate? Yeah, Tom, Tom, I think my money. Tom Brady either has my money or Joe Biden. I think Tom Brady other. lost a bunch, didn't he? Oh, mate, I oh, should actually. Yeah. yeah, actually, Tom Brady lost a bunch. He's he in the same boat as us. He had a he had a, he had a fairly similar year to me last year. Got separated. And I uh, got dusted by FTX. So me and Tom Brady, you know, the difference is I've got mates. no hair or talent throwing a ball. <laughs> Should, um, if you're listening to this Tom Brady, come on, jump on the podcast. Yeah. yeah Don't that. talk to us, Tommy. <laughs> a big fan. Um, the next uh, article. So Optimism, the token OP or ticket code OP, has been on an absolute tear the last few weeks. 
mm. uh, hitting all-time highs of just over $3, I think it was. So we looked into why, and it's um, it's an Ethereum Layer 2 project. It's, it has a uh, an upcoming upgrade called Bedrock where they're looking to uh, decrease fees. So, uh, yeah, I think optimism is a really good one to keep an eye on if you are looking to dollar cost average into a project. Again, not, like, not financial advice at all, but, um, yeah, optimism is a really good project. Now, on the terms of market caps, it's, you know, compared to other Layer 2 projects like Matic or um, look, other to- uh, Layer 2 projects, you know, Loopring or um, Arbitrum, like there's... It's just so undervalued, in my opinion, and it's such a good project. What is the market so, cap? Of OP? Yeah. So look. I'll have a quick look here. It's just the, the, the ticket code is just OP. Five, it? It's about 500 million. So, look, the question on this, so, right? This, this, yeah, six, 645 million right now, $3.01 currently on CoinGecko up 4.1%. The, um, the question I got, like, uh, look, I'm not huge on layer twos, okay? I, I, I'm not, yeah, that's why I wanted to bring you this, bring this up because you're a layer one fan. I'm a layer hey, one fan. I mean, hey, guys, just quickly, do you reckon you could, in two sentences or less, describe the difference between layer two and layer one for the listeners? Because I'm actually, I, I kind of know, but not that well. I don't know. Layer, layer one projects are Ethereum and things like Bitcoin. It's like the network. Layer two projects built on built top of the network. Yeah. But is it does it actually like this? This like like they said they're decreasing fees and whatnot. Okay, does that yeah. help the Ethereum? Obviously, it helps the Ethereum ecosystem because it's a layer two built on Ethereum, so it's you know within that community within that network. But um, does it? It's it, essentially it's lowering fees for OP not for Ethereum. So I guess it can't take the thunder from Ethereum being built on Ethereum, can it? No, that's right. I don't think so. I think Ethereum has such a bright future. They've just been doing things in the background. And we've got that Shanghai upgrade coming up soon where people can unstake a lot of their Ethereum. I'm not sure if That's you... going to be interesting. That's going to yeah. be really interesting because there's, there's billions and billions and billions of dollars of Ethereum. I think it's like $60 billion dollars. And the when they staked it, don't forget when they staked it. So yeah. a lot of that staking pro obviously it was it was, that was ongoing for a long period of time, right? But when they staked that Ethereum's prices, if I'm correct, were a lot higher than what they currently are. Oh, a lot higher. A lot higher. Right. So it was sort of going into the back end. It was kind of a lot of the bull run uh, during the bull run. You know, a lot of that period was pretty much that. 12 months where we saw that bull run, which is when they were staking their ETH. So a lot of people watching their ETH go through the roof up to that 4,000 plus or whatever it was. Um, and and now it'll be interesting to see like a lot of the people that are staking, one of the potential outcomes is they had money on FTX, lost that. Um, a lot of the knock-on effect of FTX was that obviously a lot of the companies had to hold their treasury in the FTX platform um, for, for FTX to then go ahead and be, uh, you know, or Alameda or whoever to fund uh, these projects and offer them uh, money. So I wonder, uh, it's really interesting to see what's going to happen when this unstakes because people are people just going to dump Ethereum and, and try and cover some of their other expenses and losses? Uh, if that is to be the case, that is an opportunity that is very saucy because, um, you know, if people are just dumping out of sheer need, you know, like if people have to sell because they need the money, then, you can't stop that from happening, can you? If it dumps, 
man, we could get some good cheap Ethereum. Um, look, it, it's not great for the market short term, but I mean, we're here long term. So, you know, yeah, exactly. interesting to see how it plays out, I reckon. I'm definitely uh, waiting for that to happen. I think there's no set date, I don't believe, but around March, uh, I, I believe it's happening. So, yeah, it's definitely Last worth keeping on. But um, before we bring up the charts, although Lou does have the OP chart up, but yeah, before we jump into the charts, uh, we just have to sw- uh, switch over to a quick word from our sponsor, BitGet. Uh, so stay tuned. Just a quick word from our sponsors, BitGet, you know, to keep the lights on and all. TraderCobb and BitGet have partnered up as we've done extensive research on what we believe to be the best trading platform for margin traders on the market today. We've got a full tutorial on how to raise orders and how to get access to your trading account, as well as a 10% trading fee discount if you click and sign up with the link below. With great liquidity and great order systems, this is the premier platform for us going forward. Join up with the link in the description to get 10% off your trading fees. All right. Thanks, guys. Um, let's jump into the charts. So take us through the top 10, Lou, and what you're watching. Okay. So let's start with Bitcoin. It's my favorite. Are we back in the trillion right. dollar market cap? I think so. Did I just see that? We just okay. Yeah. Over. Sorry. Bitcoin, crypto. Okay. Yeah. Let's start with the crypto market cap. That looks just like Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> but so this is total total market cap. Yeah, Craig, you're right. Yeah, we just ticked over one trillion today. What's the dominance look like? It'll be waning. Let's just sorry. Let's just let's just have a look at this quickly. So I think I put so back in August 2022, 1.2. What was the high of our market cap? It was about three. Three trillion. Oh, sorry. I thought you did Bitcoin. Three trillion. Okay. All right. Let's have a look at the dominance then. I think we just broke three trillion or we're just short of three trillion. In some, an interesting, well, when, during the bull market, well, yeah. So during the bull market, we were observing these trends on the dominance, weren't we? Where the mm. dominance of Bitcoin would drop off and then we'd see a rally in the alts. Um, yeah, we'll have a look at where Bitcoin's because- dominance spiked back then. Go go back to the September. No, no, just just gone. Yep, there. Yeah, where, where your crosshair is. Yeah, yeah. So you can see that obviously we we're still in a bull market in 2020. That is, tw- I can't see the date there because my that's that's 2022. 2020. Oh, okay. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a daily chart, not a weekly. Sorry. So that was the so here. This is the, here. I'll bring the weekly up. Better. We'll okay. Have a lovely trend there. So 2022, this is 21. So um, December, so that was a start. Yeah. Yeah. December 20. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. December 20. (laughs) We'll all remember that. It's so cyclical. December seems to be the peak of a lot of our bull ones, but check out one thing I'm pointing out here, like check out that support. Look at that's that support crazy, on the weekly down there, which we've come, we've pushed through. Now we've got higher lows out of there, and we're in a weekly uptrend in the market cap of dominance. We got an uptrend in the weekly, that. I think, on, um, uh, on, well, I know on Bitcoin. We're an uptrend on the weekly on the market cap Bitcoin dominance. We're an uptrend on the weekly as well, I believe, would be on the total market cap. So it's, you know, green shoots, I'll call it, after the fire. We're starting to see some... Yeah. And that's a solid up. monthly level of support there on Dominance as well. But yeah, you're right. You're right, Craig. Yeah, we're, we're uptrending on on all these other metrics. So let's yeah. have a look at Bitcoin. Um, so P 
Purple is daily. White are monthly levels of resistance and support. And purple is daily levels of resistance. So just for the listeners on the podcast, we're looking at... Um, just looking at some support and resistance levels, something around obviously 20,000 is a region that we're aware of as a round number. We've got 22,432. Bit of resistance at 24,000. Call it 24,500 is kind of the level yeah, we want yeah. to get through. Yeah, 24,500, that's right. Um, and so we're just in that range right now between this daily level and and this upper monthly level of resistance at 20, 24,500. But then after this, I'm kind of looking up after this. If we if we were to push through um, that twenty five thousand region, there's quite a lot of error on the chart. Yeah. To really twenty eight thousand, thirty thousand is kind of the next stop if we were to push through that. There's a bit of a range between that twenty four thousand, twenty five thousand, isn't there? Where we've sort of wicked through and then that's and where we're hanging now. Yeah, that's where we're that's hanging now. Yeah. So if we break down through that, we're looking at, you know, some proper shorts and we'll probably see a pullback to maybe 20 on the weekly, something like that, or 20,500. Yeah, um, 100%. I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, the thing is, right right and, now, when we're in these ranges, it's just crap. You, I mean, it's it's not – you do get trends. There's a heap of 12-hour and daily stuff available out there on this particular day. Um, it's the higher time frames I'm kind of focusing on. But we, when we get the whole market running, that's when you can trade pretty much any time frame. You can be over to everything because we've got trends all in agreement. It's nice to have the weekly and, trend back though. And, and also like, look, like we have the negatives of the consolidation, but the positives we always talk about in live trading floor is that every single time, we talked about this in January. I remember talking about it because um, I was doing live trading floor for all, all of Jan. And Every single time we see one of these long consolidations, same here to a lesser extent, same here, it's followed by a huge move. Whether Every single time down. Bitcoin consolidates, whether it's up or down, that's up to the market. Hmm. But every single time price consolidates, it is followed by a big move. So that is the positive about consolidations, I must say. That's what I look forward to. And yeah. then we're just, you know, looking for the clues to see which direction. Well, let's have a look at Ethereum and hit that break. top 10 up. And for those that are listening, of course, you can go and watch this section of it on YouTube if you wish. We'll try and keep it as interactive for the podcast listeners as we can. Ethereum's got a bit more of a trend going on there. What's that high of that wick there, mate? Right you know, the white there. One. Nah, keep going. Yeah, that one. That's it. Yeah. We've got to get above uh, 1720. One yeah, 1720. And that's a monthly and daily level, so a very solid level. If we blast through that, happy like We'll be looking good. Be nice to blast Next. above that and then to pull back into that when this unlock happens in March, so we can get a trade off oh, of that level. Yeah. I mean, look, that's oh, a long no. way off, but that's how I think. For sure. Um, next, we got BNB just stuck in that daily range, but such a nice uptrend. Look, if we get that little bullish candle in there mm. tomorrow on live trading floor, you know, we could have a daily cradle option there for sure. Mm. Yeah, it's been trending well, Binance, hasn't it? It's been grinding, but it's 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 the last last week it sort of kicked on where other markets didn't. Yeah. Grinding. Grinding's the right way to, to describe it for sure. Thanks, um Lord. next XRP. Nothing. Yeah. XRP's dead. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a waiting. sloppy mess. It's been like that for such a long time, too. This uh, SEC thing's a rubbish, rubbish bin fire. And then we got Doge. No, look, grinding. Grinding. I'll take these levels out there. They don't needs to punch through those highs. A lot of them need to punch through their highs to continue. There's trend. still so much, like in the top 10, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Although Adder, Adder is in a very nice uptrend. 
It's just grind again, grinding, grinding. We need to reset it because what's happened with a lot of these trends is they've run so hard away that they've they've not allowed us to have that beautiful cyclicity on the daily. It's just been like straight lining. Matic Matic looks really nice. It's one of the better trends in the top ten at the moment, I think. Sure. On oh, the daily, 100%. that is the daily chart. Oh, oh, hundred percent. Look at that. I would have actually liked to have seen it come in a little bit further for us so we could get a trade yeah. on, but maybe it still will. It's only one day thus far. Or look for a breakout on those lowers even. Um, yeah. That's a beautiful looking trend there. Then Dot. Right trend. Dot needs to kick from that to set that higher low and take out the higher high. The problem is, is that that big candle that pushed us up to that higher high above $7, it's quite a way off. You know, $7.13, we're currently sitting at what, $6.00. Four fifty-four or something like that. No, six dollars yeah. fifty something. So it's still got quite a bit of movement to get up there. But I mean, if we can do that, that trend will have a new higher low and a new higher high, and it will. You know, when I say reset, it's been a bit messy in the market, but we haven't lost a lot of these top tens. We haven't lost the higher lows. So if we can reset and then set the next one up, and maybe with a little less haste, you know. Trends that run hard and fast, they, they look good on paper when you look at your portfolio, but it's sustainable trends that we can trade that we make money on both investing and uh, in trading. That's what I'm, I'm just hopeful to get that sort of condition at some point. For sure. Next, Litecoin. Ah, oh, it's a bastard. Oh, it's isn't it? Look at that. The daily, that's popping off a really well-established daily and monthly level there as well. But the, oh, have a look at pull the 12 up. So the 12 had a little little blip of a lower high. I wouldn't yeah, be too just, concerned uh, about it. But yeah. you could have, it wasn't the smallest account. It wasn't too big, though, to be honest. It just wasn't that pretty, was it? Looks yeah, good, though. Look, good trend on Litecoin look, right now. Good trend on Litecoin right now. Good put trend on Litecoin this right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, talked. yeah, yeah. We yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. We did. It was in the community, yeah. But is Litecoin I've, even in the top 10 anymore? Um... What? I hope so. No, it's not. It's not. No, mate. It's it's number sixteen. Oh, Bitcoin, Ethereum. But I'm I'm leaving out the stable. Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, Binance. XRP, yep. Cardano, Doge, Poly, uh, or Matic, o, uh, oh. OKX. Wow, OKB's at number eleven. Uh, eight. Solana's at nine and Shiba's at the uh, at number ten. Doge and Shiba still up there. It's it's baffling to me, but you know whatever. The meme coins. Whatever. And then we'll, we'll have a look at the we'll have a look at Shib. Yep. Um. Yeah. That's actually look. I I think that's a really nice trend. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's got power. It's, it's just pumped. a matter of trying to find an entry now. It is. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. An entry with. Bit enough room where you capture the overall trend not just get and look if it breaks through to new highs look that it, it, it will have left a mate look go back to that weekly or two day or whatever you go to weekly yeah yeah we break out of the, these highs again look at what we got we're kind of free there's room yeah. there's yeah. a lot of room and look at the look at the move it's had i mean it's just off its head i mean the, the concept is off its head to be honest but it's moving, and I don't, I don't care if I'm trading a dog meme coin or a bloody whatever. As long as I've got trend and liquidity, which we do have with BitGet, um, so be it. Hundred and two percent. It's moved from its What's lows. the token price? Oh, it's too hard to call. It's too it's like five decimals, and then another. <laughs> like, if it's five a top, decimals, yeah. If it's a top ten now, and we see a nice run up into that open area, where's it going to sit? 
<laughs> is that going to knock out, knock out, you know, things like Matic out of the top 10? Uh, it has potential. Possibly. I mean, Shiva, has the market cap is $8.3 billion with Matic at $11 billion. So it wouldn't take much. Isn't that ridiculous? To, to take Matic. Yeah. Well, Doge is above Matic. Take out BNB. Doge is like what a top Doge no, is like B- a top four or a top B and B's at forty four yeah, billion. Yeah, so the step up yeah. from XRP. So you go XRP at twenty bill, then you go USD stable or USDC forty one billion, BNB forty four billion, tether sixty eight billion, and then the jump up to Ethereum mm-hmm. is one hundred ninety seven billion. So yeah, it's a long. Geez, it's those market caps. When I look at the actual market caps now, as opposed to just the charts. The room, the potential, because Bitcoin had over a trillion dollar market cap at our peak. Insane. So a lot of room, a lot of room. Was it now? It's so four hundred and forty billion. Isn't so much room to move. There's so much room to move. And like if if we were, we'll have a quick look at the DXY before we wrap it up. And then and then here's Dixie. Just oh, a really a nice downtrend on the daily. Yeah, and had a little pump the last three days. Just a little mm. one. Um, I'm so glad where I converted out of USD into Australian dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at the chart as a so chart. Look at that. You know what you called, Craig? Mm. Um, last year you said we may get a pullback, a bullish candle in the cradle zone, but it would have been, you know, ideally off this resistance up here. You know, it's still early days, 21 mm. days left for the month. But yeah, I had a little pump there. But look, look at that downtrend. Just yeah, dropped. It's been, you know? it's been strong. A little bit of raise now, but yeah. So dollar index starting to. Well, the, if if the U.S. economy gets better and they stop inflation uh, across the globe, um, and you know if someone can go with that war, that rubbish war, um, stability comes back. I think we'll see the dollar tank, uh, just because stability equates to. Uh, more liquidity into other asset classes. People rush to the dollar when, when things are uncertain because they're like, I don't know, I don't know. There's too much risk everywhere else. I'm putting it in what I call a safe haven. Um, and and I did a piece on this sort of I don't know, don't know what maybe October or something like that last year, talking about you know because I'd taken profits in the bull run and I had it sitting in stables and I'm like, ooh, dollar index. I was up like 20% on just my dollar US dollar position um, against the Australian dollar, and I'm like. I'm all about taking the chunk in the middle. I think it's time to do that. And um, you can, this is, this is a, just an explainer as to whether you're an investor in crypto, an investor in anything. You don't even need to be a trader. But having that skill set of a trader, whether you use it to trade or not, it's definitely going to help you with your entry and exit points. And I think that's what a lot of people are missing out of when it comes to I'll become a trader course is that they think, oh, I don't want to be a trader, so I just won't bother doing it. Guys, it's completely free. Um, but it will teach you a lot about when to get in, when to get out, how to make sure you lock in that chunk in the middle. And that's something that's really, really important. All right. I think we wrap that up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was good, boys. Appreciate you. Uh, well, I'm back. It's good to have the chat with you both. And I hope that the audience has enjoyed it. Don't forget all the links uh, for your BitGet account, for the Bat- Become a Trader course, all that sort of stuff that you need is in the description below. Whether you watch us on YouTube, please like, share, subscribe. And as I said before, I would really appreciate the help are you sharing this with your mates and sort of spreading the trader cob word and if you're on the podcast please give us a rating or write a comment in youtube again any questions pop it in because we keep an eye on those comments ladies and gents hit us up let us know join the discord group if you want to get us 
much more available answering your questions. So thank you, gentlemen. And uh, I look forward to having another conversation of this sort next week. Hopefully we're <laughs> trending higher. <laughs> <laughs>